0: And now here's our Monday feature, South Bend Stories, where we hear from area residents about the people, places, and events that have made this city what it is today. South Bend Stories is produced at the Salvation Army Croc Recording Studios and is a joint project with WVPE and SB 150, a celebration of the 150th anniversary of the city of South Bend. Today's story comes from two friends from Mishawaka High School whose lives took very different paths, but South Bend brought them back together. John Shalio and Ron Wiggins. In our first of two episodes, we begin with John Shalio, who for over 30 years was the executive director of the South Bend Airport.
1: When I started, we had uh, 200 265,000 passengers through the airport. At one point in 1997, we had just over a million The terminal building that was in place when I joined the airport had been built in 1947. South Bend was way ahead of most of of the other communities, and I mean big communities at that time, but it was designed for 25,000 people a year through the facility. When we finally tore it down, we had 573,000 still trying to go through that same facility. And I can remember early in, in my time there watching people in the wintertime standing in an inch, inch and a half of water in the on the floors that they had brought in from the outside, standing in line for security, which had never been envisioned in 1947, but was a fact of life in the, in the early and mid-70s. That was even before the 9-11 situation that further compounded the problem. But as far as as travelers, the the vast majority were business travelers. Recreational travel was so expensive that it didn't happen much. The experience is just different than it used to be, back in 1975 or 80 when I you know when I was first involved. One thing that a lot of folks aren't aware of here in South Bend and St. Joseph County is that back in 1939 the uh, Industrial Foundation of South Bend was created. And it was created by a consortium of heavy hitters in the community at that time, Studebaker and Bendix, and they put up $100,000, which was big money back in 1939, mm-hmm. to buy land, and that's that was the genesis of all the industrial parks that are out, that surround the airport. Yeah. We were able to, to really bring in an awful lot of industry and business, and do it right. You drive through the the park today and it looks almost as modern as, as uh, something that is built today, and yet all of that stuff, most of it happened back in the late 60s, yeah. early 70s. So that was a real boon to the uh, to the area, brought an awful lot of jobs. We had some of the first roundabouts in the area out at the airport, and I'm, I was pleased to be yeah. able to bring some of that. Yeah. In fact, if you look at the roundabouts that the county has built, they have a circle of bricks around the thing with chevrons in them that kind of help point out the direction and I brought that back from Scotland. I, we saw that, oh, really? Gail and I saw that on our trip to Scotland and, and I thought, that's. I want those at our yep. roundabouts at, at the airport and the county has continued to, to do that in all the new roundabouts. So if you look at those, you see that oh, string of chevrons around that just kind of reinforce which way you're supposed to go around those, those yeah. things, you know. I have to say that bringing the south shore out to the airport oh. was also a big deal mm-hmm. for me. Back in the 70s, Chesapeake and Ohio owned the South Shore at that time, and they were really trying hard to get out of the passenger business. The freight was great, they they were making money on the freight, they were losing their shirt on the passenger business. But the South Shore continued, uh, there was enough effort and enough, and enough uh, goodwill, I guess, generated by the railroad that the state of Indiana finally took it on and created the Northern Indiana Transportation District. And they are now the owners of the passenger operation. The freight operation is contracted out to Anacostian and Pacific. But in '92, we finally were able to put everything together to bring the railroad from the station where it, that it shared with Amtrak out by the old Bendix plant out to the airport where we have parking and we have security and you know mm-hmm. the, the the platform was. Well, we didn't build that until 94, but the train station itself is in the terminal building, so if you wanted to take fly in and take the train home to somewhere west, you could do that. When I look back over those many years out at the airport, I, I think the one thing that stands out above anything else was 1987 when we hosted, you weren't around, I don't think, in 87, but the community hosted the International Special Olympics, and gosh, we worked on that for two years. We had to coordinate with Chicago because we had people coming from all over the world, athletes coming from yeah, all over sure. the world the uh, The Kennedy family was heavily involved in that. you know they were here, Whitney Houston did the national yeah. anthem at at Notre Dame and did an outstanding job of that. It was just one of the one of the highlights I think of the of that whole century yeah, you know, it really was eighty seven was a big year Well what an undertaking yeah, it really was. was The whole community was totally yeah. involved. We, we still have good service here in South Bend, and we have good facility, and, and I'm, I'm proud of the work I did, and I, I'm happy to see that those coming after me are carrying on just yeah. like I would have wished. Big shoes to fill. Well, I just mean, size 9s, I... yeah, or size 8s. <laughs> it's <laughs> very big. So many accomplishments.
0: That was John Shalio, who for over 30 years was the executive director of the South Bend Airport. South Bend Stories is heard every Monday morning at 7.45 a.m. during Morning Edition and again at a little past 12.30 p.m. on Here and Now. If you would like to share your South Bend story, visit the website mycroc.org.